Welcome back to My Mother's Daughter Podcast, where we choose to focus on the controllables, jump off the hamster wheel of grief, and take steps to honoring our loved ones by living a life filled with gratitude, joy, and abundance. It's time to get stubborn about what we want and choose to lean into who we were meant to be while drinking too much caffeine, owning way more workout pants than we'd like to admit, and dreading that nightly dinner talk almost as much as waking up early. You feel me, sister? I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, positive psychology junkie, and not so master juggler of my crazy crew, and I believe that you can heal and find happiness after loss. So grab that coffee, put down that to-do list, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Let's get started with today's show. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. If you're listening to this, that means I, the top procrastinator of the world, has actually finished something. Yay! Applause, applause. Okay, seriously though, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I promise to show up for you despite my procrastinator ways. First off, not sure if you follow the Enneagram at all, but I am an Enneagram 8, which is the challenger. I'm also a wing 7, so we like to start things when they're fun and then not follow through, so there's that. Um, And also a lot of other things in between. As an 8, you're a protector, and we also like control. So especially with the topic of loss, that's something I definitely struggled with. So I definitely think that Focusing on the things I can control has been a huge help for me through this whole thing. And then also trying to find some good. So I don't know where you are in your journey and I do want to take the time to acknowledge that you might not be where I'm at and that is okay. Everyone's grief journey is very different and this podcast will be here for you when you are ready to get to that post-stress growth piece. What I found was after I lost my mom, I walked into her office and that's one of those places where people kind of, you can see a part of them even after they're gone. So you can see their written words, you can see their little knickknacks and pictures. She had quotes that she had along her monitor and the books she had there. And so this podcast will be in part what I did to help me get to where I'm at with my grief, but also the steps I took to kind of honor or make that legacy that will endure time when it comes to my mom. So when I went into her office, I found a book on simplifying. She was always trying to declutter and make systems in our house, make chore boards. Anyone else have that? And um, we also always would work on getting healthy together. And so this was something that after I lost her was very much a struggle because that is what I did with her. And so there was definitely this period of time where it was hard to do what I knew I needed to do. But now I feel like I'm definitely in a place where I'm realizing that in order to be physically and emotionally healthy, you definitely need to pay attention to 
your physical health. And then also that includes your sleep, your exercise, your what you're eating. And then also this podcast will also be about making meaning. So what I found was after I lost my mom, I had this period of time where I would do projects. And then in the midst of those projects, I would get almost hyper-focused on what I was doing. And then at the end, there was this feeling of beauty or contentment where you see what you did and you're proud of it. And for in those moments, you kind of forget what you lost. And so I definitely think there is something to be said for getting into that flow state. So I would love to um, help you guys to learn how to do that with maybe even reuniting some things that maybe you used to love to do and you're not doing them now to kind of fill your cup so that it can, instead of pour, you know, pour into everyone else's cup first, that you allow your cup to fill up and then it will just overflow and then to all this awesomeness around to everyone else. Um, And then, of course, also to honor the loss, like I mentioned before, and then also making time for loss. So this podcast will also be helping you to time block, to get your daily activities in line with what kind of goals you want to see yourself in. So if you could close your eyes and then just kind of picture your ideal self. So maybe someone who's healthy, who has plenty of sleep, who is able to chase the kids, who is joyful. So maybe you're dancing in the kitchen and you're laughing or you're able to be in the moment. So what happens with grief is you end up being so far in the past. So you are longing for that past that you no longer have, or you are kind of maybe even anxious or dreading the future without them. I know especially with large family gatherings and that sort of thing, we are coming off of Christmas, um, and that can also be a big trigger. So overall, it's trying to help us to do the next right thing. Who has seen Frozen number two? (laughs) In there, there is such a great scene. Well, it's a very sad scene, but it's very accurate in that there is, I should have put a spoiler on this, <laughs> there is a part where where they're grieving and basically Anna is saying um, to do the next right thing. And so I'm hoping that this will help all of you to just do the next right thing. And so that's kind of putting one foot in front of the other, whether that is waking up and going to work out, whether that is making a healthy breakfast, whether that is putting some good out into the world so that it can come back to you, or whatever that looks like for you. Okay, so we're going to be working on getting you physically and emotionally healthy, make meaning, honor the loss, also make time for loss, and then also learn about yourself. So what I have found is that by learning about myself, For instance, what Enneagram number I am, what's my love language, what kind of person I am, and why do I react the way that I react. I can kind of use that information to kind of tailor my responses. So it's kind of is taking control of those things that you can control and then just kind of building a tribe. I don't know about you, but loss is a very lonely thing. And this will not always be about talking about our feelings and, you know, what we lost and everything like that. 
because a lot of it for me is I actually wanted to be around people that weren't always talking about loss or looking at me like a sad little puppy. And I actually avoided quite a few people who in, they had the best intentions, but I just couldn't look at them without the knowing that they were feeling super sad. So there's something to be said for being able to just be. So I hope that that is a place that this can be for you, a place that we can kind of connect on Instagram or Facebook and just kind of vent, make an online community to so that we have that cheerleader that I don't know about you, but I lost that whenever I lost my mom. So kind of like a place where you know that other people have went through similar things and that we can encourage and support each other to take steps to be happier. After I lost my mom, I was on this very big journey of self-help and just consuming so much of this um, literature, like self-help books. My Kindle would uh, recommend books and literally every single one was a self-help book. Um, it's like it was telling me that that's all I was wanting to read. So just kind of taking this journey to try to be better. And so I hope that if we can get you guys to the post-stress growth piece a little bit faster, then I think that you won't feel like you're pushing past the days. Because when you have young kids, you don't want to look up and they're gone or grown and you feel like you've been going through these days like a blur. So speaking of kids, I have four kids. The oldest is 15 and that's Ty. And then we also have Liam. He is 10. Cohen is five, and then Thea is one. So my kids are all spread out, so there is no pushing past the days till I'm all right, because I definitely will look up and they'll all be grown. So that is definitely a motivation for me to really push ahead and try to get to a place where instead of being that broken piece of pottery, we are putting the pieces back together filling in the cracks with some gold and making it even be more beautiful than it was before. At least that's the goal. And then my husband is Reggie and we live in Ohio. We live where one minute it's cold, the next it is warm. <laughs> totally odd. So welcome to the Midwest. Uh, we have a dog, a crazy German Shepherd. So if you hear her in the background, that's what that is. And we'll just call her my co-host for now because she's constantly under my feet. She's a nut and a crazy dog, but she's ours. All right, so we're to the part where I was going to tell you what happened with my mom. I don't want to make this all about me, but I know that people get curious and I definitely want to share with you so that you know where I'm coming from and what I've experienced and so that you know that it's a safe place for you to share too over on Facebook or Instagram and also to just give you some hope that it can get better. So it was a Saturday morning. I had gotten up with the kids, just the two at the time, and we were watching Nomeo and Juliet. And I got a phone call from one of my sisters. I am one of four children. I'm the oldest. And I hurried and woke Reggie up. And I had him sit with the kids. And I hurried to the hospital. On the way, I was talking with my sister. And I was trying to calm her down. I was reassuring her that we don't know. So don't make assumptions. 
you know, that it would all be right. And that was probably the biggest lie I've ever said because it so was not all right. So I pull into the parking lot and then as I turn the corner of the van, I see my aunt and I just see her fall to her knees. And as I walk closer, I know that my mom's gone. So just one week past her 48th birthday, she died of first capillaries in her brain. She had suffered from seizures for a ever since she was 19, so I'm sure something to do with that trauma. But in the days and weeks that followed, I walked in a fog. I lost weight because I would forget to eat. I overate because I was emotionally eating. I snapped at people. I cried in the shower. I stayed up half the night looking for her words on Facebook, crying. I grieved. I know what it's like to walk around with a dagger in your heart, People say it gets easier, and I would get mad. I would snap. I would just say that you don't, it doesn't get easier. You just get used to that pain. And so that that was more the case. But through all this, I came out of it on this big self-help journey, as I had mentioned before. I started to really turned the corner after I got a gratitude journal. I actually had went to TJ Maxx. um, And so this is my first tip for you is to get a gratitude journal or a piece of paper and make yourself look for something good all day and be specific. So whether that is, you know, the laughter of a baby or you're not stopped by the train that day or someone brought you a coffee. It can be something super small, but just find some things because what will happen is, is you will actually be looking for those things all day. And then that will just shift your whole mindset. We are programmed to look for the negative. I don't know if you realize, but how many times have you heard someone tell you when something bad went wrong at a restaurant But how many times have they probably had a good experience and they didn't talk about it? People are just more apt to talk about the negative. So you need to try to kind of reprogram your brain to try to find something, even if it's very small. And um, it is my hope that through all this that we can kind of heal and kind of find that gratitude piece. Because the fact is, is you cannot wallow and be sad and be grateful. They're just too conflicting. So it's very important to me that each of you know that I see you and that I value, I validate what you feel. Um, I am not a psychologist and I am just a friend here to cheer you on when you want um, to get out of that hole that is grief. So I, I describe it as kind of walking around this hole and sometimes you fall in. I feel like as time goes by, maybe the hole gets a little smaller or maybe you have a bridge across it or rope or something to where you don't fall in as much. Um, and I still walk around it and I fall in too, but, um, maybe I can be kind of like a cheerleader on the side to help you to get back out. So after my mom had passed away, we found out that my dad had actually been addicted to prescription pills. He had hurt his back and my mom kind of protected us from knowing all of that. And so after she passed away, there was this feeling of feeling like an orphan. 
Since then, he has done a much better. He's totally clean and has done a total 180. So I'm definitely grateful for that. But in that moment, there was definitely a feeling of being an orphan that is unforgettable. And being the oldest of four, there is this feeling of having to try to make sure everyone else was okay. One of the worst things I remember ever doing is telling my seven-year-old that one of his most favorite people in the world was now gone. So the day that she passed away, I actually had them go to the museum and kind of have one more last happy day. And that little seven-year-old, a few years later, is definitely one of the main reasons why I needed to turn it around because I know that he can see the difference between the person before my mom passed away and the person I am now. So it's very important to me that they still have their mom. And that's another factor with getting healthy is I don't want them to have to go through the things that I have had to go through if I can prevent it. And so that's why you will see some things on this podcast about slaying the sugar dragon, as my mom called called it getting to wonderland as she called um losing weight and really just getting healthy so I hope that this helped you all to know who I am and why this podcast is out into the world and I hope you come back because I promise it won't all be downers (laughs) all right so before you leave Head over to Instagram. My handle is at angel.mcelhaney. Check out my cover art or my show notes if you need to spell that doozy of a name. And let's connect. So we're going to make an online community and just support and encourage each other. And take it one day at a time together. Hey girl, before you go, if you found value in this podcast or you learn something new, head over to iTunes and leave me a review. Or take a screenshot and share this on your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me. Until next time.